1: parenting differences are one of the top reasons for divorce in this country a lot of our parenting choices are based on the choices of our parents which we either seek to emulate or avoid how do you merge your upbringings what do you do when you disagree with your partner when it comes to your child i'm rachel rainbolt mother author and parent educator and this is parent savers episode 21
2: Faster than a speeding toddler. Sit
1: still for just
2: a minute. Can soothe boo-boos with a gentle kiss. Would you get down from there? Able to clean poopy bottoms in a single swipe. Oh, what did you eat? Turning frazzled mommies and daddies into procreators of peace and harmony. Ah, quit touching me. It's Parent Savers, empowering new parents everywhere. Welcome to Parent Savers, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. I'm your host, Casey Wilt. Our apps are now available in the Amazon, Android market, and iTunes app store. It's another way to get great parenting information. Also, subscribe to our Parent Savers newsletter featuring exclusive behind-the-scenes content from our show, special giveaways, discounts, and more. Visit our website, parentsavers.com, for more info. We want you to be a part of the show, so join our discussion on our episode page, Facebook page, and call in or email us with your questions, and we'll get them answered. I'm a new parent. My son, Carson, is now 21 months old, and I'm joined by four new parents here in the studio.
3: Hi, my name is Owen. I'm a video marketing and web designer in Oceanside. I have three kids. Uh, Kanan is five years old, just started kindergarten. Jameson is 14 months old, and Benjamin is four weeks old. Full house.
4: Awesome. My name is Benjamin. I'm 26. I run a business in Oceanside. We do graphics, engraving, and woodwork. I have one two-month-old baby girl. Hi, my
5: name is Colin Rand. I'm 32 years old. I also own a business throughout Southern California doing entertainment. Um, and I have two wonderful boys uh, Lucas is five
0: and Jackson is two.
2: I'm Jody Roberts and I have a 19
0: month old and I'm a high school teacher. When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust.
2: Before we start today's show, here are some tips for protecting your kids online.
6: Hey, Parent Savers, this is Detective Damian Jackson with the Escondido Police Department's Family Protection Unit and the Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force here in San Diego, California. As part of the Escondido Police Department's ongoing series of community outreach education to help families enhance their personal safety, I'm here today to talk to you about Facebook security settings. In today's technology-driven world, it's never been easier to stay connected with friends and family across the globe. On the flip side of that same technology, it's never been easier to be victimized by strangers that wish to do you and your family harm. The good news is that with a little bit of proactive effort on your part, you can easily prevent your family from being the next target. Like most people, I've got a Facebook account too, to share news and events with friends and family over a common network. Well, just last night I was reading some comments on a friend's posting and came across a person I don't know and have never met in my entire life, that, because of his Facebook settings, provided me with almost every detail of his life, including each person's name and his family, his wife, his children, where he works, pictures of his children, his wife, his home, his car, and his personal stance on just about every issue under the sun. The point of this is, he has no clue who I am either. But I now know more about him in less than a minute than it would take one of his friends or co-workers several months or more to get that my friends is extremely dangerous look at it this way would you post all of that same information on the sides and back of your car and then go out and drive around all over the place on a daily basis with your personal and family information out in the open for all to see of course you wouldn't so why would you put it on facebook for anybody else to see there are lots of resources and easy tutorials available online to walk you through filtering your settings take those few minutes to secure your information protect your family and enjoy Facebook as it was meant to be, between you and those you know and trust. For more information on how you can keep your family safe, visit us on Facebook or Twitter at forward slash Escondido Police. With the Escondido Police Department and San Diego Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force, I'm Detective Damian Jackson, reminding you and your family to be smart and be safe.
3: They're like, if casual and cool, had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC
7: enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com.
2: Today on Parent Savers, we have Rachel Rainbolt, parent educator, here to help us learn how to co-parent when we have parental disagreements and how to raise our children. So, Rachel, let's start from the beginning. Does your child even realize when mommy and daddy are not on the same
1: page? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I mean, the simple answer is yes, of course. Parents sometimes disagree, and that's fine. We don't want you to be automatons pretending like everything is fine all the time because kids pick up on it when it's not. Um, You're actually modeling healthy conflict resolution when you disagree, so it's totally fine to disagree. You just want to do it respectfully.
0: So how does it affect
2: them when mommy and daddy do disagree?
1: Well, you can be a great role model. You're really building that archetype inside of them to how they will interact with you, how they'll interact with their friends, how they'll resolve conflicts with their own partners one day, and how they expect to be treated from others. So really, when you disagree, it's an opportunity to teach your parenting lessons of – Because they're going to disagree with people as they grow up. It's just about teaching them how to resolve that disagreement. You don't want
2: them punching them in the face. Well, because that's how I did my hair spin. arm wrestle. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's playground antics, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, kids can pick up on it so well if they sense you guys kind of... Forging yourself on the opposite sides of the battle line. You know, yeah. kids pick up on that so well. And then you'll also see when your kids are picking up on that, they'll try to take a side. Hmm. A lot of the time, if you are if you notice your kids trying to do that, it's, it's because they. It's mom's side. <laughs> so, you, so you don't want to separate in the house on this be. is your
2: side, yeah. <laughs> this is my side. Don't, don't cross my line.
1: No, not a, not a good plan. <laughs> you know,
3: and my wife and I, we try to, you know, no, dear, we're going to have peas and carrots tonight. You know, we try to hide it um, beca- when, when we can. And you know, sometimes it's like we just got to have it out. Like we had a road trip; uh, we came back uh, home from Utah, and it's and like, we all
2: know in the car is the best place to. Oh that. my gosh! When I mean, there's no, <laughs> no escape, escape plan, yeah. you know, and
3: Kanan <laughs> fell asleep, and that's like you know, I look back and I'm like okay, you are defending him constantly and da 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 da, da. Uh, But I did, you know, we, we try to, I, I agree and I like what you say about the modeling conflict resolution, but there's also times when I, I know that we're not going to have that, we're not, this is not going to be resolved right now. Mm-hmm. And so we tend to send him out of the room for that because a little argument's okay, but the deeper arguments, we're going to leave for this. We don't want him to, we don't want him to be fearful, you know, mm-hmm. of, of our marriage. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: I think that sounds good. I mean, a lot of times our kids being around kind of keep us in check because we're forced to conduct ourselves in a mature, respectful way by saying, Oh, you want peas and carrots tonight? I was really in the mood for broccoli. You know, how, what should we do? How should we resolve it? Um, but when you have those real knockdown, dragout fights, of course, it's best to do it after they go to bed. Right. You know, kind of set yourself up some time apart from them. You can get really far by kind of having a pause button. Sometimes parents make like words where, like mm. a safe word where if they say okay. the word, it means like I'm losing my temper and I can't resolve this appropriately right now in front of the kids. So pause it and we'll come back to it later. So maybe having that because I, I, my husband and I don't know how to do that. We're like, walk away. No, wait. <laughs> not right now. Well, because if know. you feel like you feel like if you let it go, then you lose. Like yeah. somehow you give up some of your power in the situation. Maybe. So you kind of need to have it set up ahead ahead of time. If you find yourself getting there a lot of the time to have like a safe word, that means like I'm not agreeing with you. Yeah. I touched my nose. <laughs>
2: Didn't you say? I yeah. Periwinkle,
3: periwinkle. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I said periwinkle.
3: <laughs> you don't listen to me, you know. So you know, and I'm sure there's a thousand different ways that uh, disagreements can arise. Um, simple things about what's for dinner, um, you know, the color of the curtains should have been, and things like that. But are there more core issues to how disagreements arise? And I mean, is it really that big of a deal, um, you know, that you're disagreeing?
1: Well, disagreements arise because parents come to the table with a whole lot of baggage. I mean, everybody has their own baggage. Um. Everybody comes to the table being raised a different way by their parents, by seeing people parent different ways around them. And so everybody kind of comes with their own script and getting those to function harmoniously is really the trick. Um, but it's essential. You don't have to agree on everything, but you do have to get on the same page so that they function harmoniously together. Hmm.
4: Interesting. What about authority and like a discussion slash argument, something along those lines? Does one person like typically have The authority, or should
1: they? Who wears the pants? Or should they, right? (laughs) Well, one person having a dominating authority is never ideal. Um, In any relationship, we tend to have different strengths. And so in a healthy co-parenting relationship, um, the authority tends to fall to one person in different areas. So, for example, if... Daddy is an awesome chef, like food decisions might tend to fall to him. So he might get right. the, the tie-breaking vote for mealtime. He's the one that's doing the cooking, um, things like that. So um, in my house, since this is what I do, I probably get more of the leeway when it comes to the tough parenting decisions, whereas sure. my husband might get more in other areas like finances or something else.
3: Yeah. we. My wife and I certainly have, um, I don't know, boundaries or, or specialties or skill sets. You know what I mean? Um, I tend to believe... We're not... We don't... Don't punish our kids. We discipline our kids. Discipline is to teach our kids. So when we see wrong behavior, we correct that behavior. We try not to reinforce negatively bad behavior. You know what I mean? Um, so, but she's a big softie. You know, she doesn't recognize disobedience and Good dangerous cop, behavior. Yeah, and that's where
2: we have problems. Yeah, with. yeah
3: and it, it see because it, it it presents a a disunited front. I, yeah. I think where mom, you know, mommy doesn't think that that was wrong and 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 daddy does type of situation so we certainly have have boundaries and you're saying that's a that's a good thing or that's an okay thing
1: it's an okay thing to disagree as long as you're you agree enough at the point where you can function harmoniously together for example if you come to that point where you're saying she's a softy she wants to let too much slide and I'm you know the firmer parent I don't want to let that slide if that's okay as long as it's working. If you get to the point where it's not, then it's a problem that you have to have a deeper conversation with.
3: What about what about concerns that like, that I have? Because that's kind of like our that's our agreement. And you know, when it comes to health options, you know, and, and healthy eating, she spends time reading the blogs and Pinterest and whatnot and finding healthier food options. And that's just an example. But um, I also don't want to be the punisher, the discipliner. You know what I mean? Where Daddy's home because how it kind of was. Sorry, Dad, but that's kind of how it was you know, when I grew up, is that dad comes home and gets out the belts. You know what I mean? And and so we almost dreaded our dad coming home.
1: Well, there's something called over-functioning, under-functioning, which... Which first to get to get to that to that place, you have to understand that nobody is there's not one person that's right and one person that's wrong. It's really about doing what's best for that child in that situation. And that might vary from child to child and situation to situation. So go into it knowing that there's not one person who's right and one person who's wrong. And then being mindful of that over functioning, under functioning system. That's kind of what you're getting at. Where if one person is always the disciplinarian, then the other person will discipline less and it just kind of stays off. Off kilter for the other person to step up and discipline more. The person, the other person, kind of has to back off.
3: Conversely, my wife, I should make dinner more often. I re, mm-hmm. no, I really should because you know I don't care about the dishes. The dishes can sit there, and I'll like you know maybe pay a high school kid to come in and take care of it. <laughs> you know, eventually. But my wife can't stand it, and so the dishes pile up, and she's making dinner, and that's a weakness I see in my own model. Is like you know what? Uh, I may be over over disciplining, she under disciplining, but I'm under doing the dishes and under helping out with household.
2: You know, ironically, the first year my husband and I got married before kids, the biggest argument was the dishes. I It's really? stupid. And it would always end up with like, I don't want to be married to you anymore. <laughs> and it just started with the dishes. It was so <laughs> stupid. And so ironically, uh, probably about year two or year three in our marriage, my husband learned that if he did the dishes, he had a happy wife. And so all of a sudden, he just took care of the dishes. And really, that argument? And all that anger and all that other stuff that kind of rolled um, is gone. and now with the kid coming in the picture, it helps out helps me out tremendously that
1: he's just taken the reins and just done the dishes yeah. and then. Well, because it's about a lot more than just the dishes. It's about this is something that's important to me mm-hmm. and it's something that's not fun for you to do and you don't want to do it. Are you willing to do it just because it makes me happy and it makes my life easier? Right,
3: because I detest this cultural uh, happy wife, happy life thing, you know, like <laughs> big dumb husband, make your wife happy. It's a mutual thing. And and so I do things not not so that my wife is not mad at me. I, I do things to please my wife, you that's know what a I mean? That's
2: good – Men, are you listening? That's let's a turn, good, let's
3: that's turn a good, that into
2: a t-shirt. <laughs> I know. That's a good perspective on it. It's not about oh, what do I have to get away with. It's what. Yeah. What can and you a lot of that time? has
1: to do with how you were raised. Going back to you. were talking True. about you were always afraid of your dad being the disciplinarian. So now in your marriage, you don't want to be afraid of your wife being displeased with you and showing disapproval. Like right. You want to do things because you love her and you like to make her feel good. And yeah. you like to, to feel like you're nurturing your relationship. Yeah. And a lot of that baggage that we come to the table with comes to how we were parented
5: So uh, I hear a lot of the the why's and, and what what is involved in the co-parenting part but so more of a detail like how do we ex- how do we set those expectations and, and how do we reconcile a difference or uh, in a difference of opinion you know this is the way I want to do it no this is the way I want to do it how do we how do we come to that? That agreement and, and the expectations set, so that w- when we do come out in into the uh, the playing field. The kids don't see that there's any opposition That's a good question.
1: A type of conversation in which you go deeper than this is my side and that's yours. You have to really look at the code lying beneath what's on the surface so that you can honor each each parent's ultimate goal for their child um, while at the same time honoring where they came from. Because you can't get anywhere if you don't go beneath the surface and really look at why they're coming to the table with those issues. Why is that important to them? Um, For example, I had a... Family that I was working with, and the husband was dead set that the baby could not sleep in their room. The baby slept better in their room. The mom slept better with the baby in their room. The dad ended up sleeping better with the baby in their room, um, but he just was insistent that it was wrong. And so, if you don't really look at why you have that idea, why you feel that way, then you can't you're kind of powerless to it. So it turns out after just asking some questions, where did that come from? Um, it came from an advertisement that he saw when he was a teenager. He saw this ad for this perfectly decorated nursery with this baby sleeping in it, and he got that in his head that that was a good parent. Yeah. A good parent has a baby in this beautifully decorated nursery, that means you're a good parent and you're doing it right.
3: And there's a lot of these cultural mythologies that are, that are thrust upon us from a mm-hmm. consumer based culture. That's, you know, cause what they're really doing is selling you a nursery and paint and a crib and yes. these things. And I think what you said, we have to go deeper yeah. and, and ask ourselves, well, why, why do I, I believe that, you know? And, and Teresa and I have different goals for, for Kanan. Her, her priority is that he become a well educated, you know, well spoken, um, a young man, you know my goal for him is that he become a ninja warrior. Yeah, so appropriately. and that's you know, so we have right. So we have you know uh, we have different goals for him, but it, it, there's there's actually some seriousness behind that because I, I'm focused on his um, uh, physical abilities, you know, as well. He could
1: be a well-educated ninja warrior. I think so. <laughs> I don't see those <laughs> two as
3: incompatible. I think yeah. I think what what the new Batman movie taught us is you have to be both <laughs> to be effective against crime.
2: Great. When we come back, we'll talk about types of discussions your partner and you should have to help you get on the same page. Plus, what to do when you really just butt heads with your partner about something. We'll be right back.
3: We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Ooh-hoo, we're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on Bandor. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every
1: moment more with FanDuel.
3: It goes down in
1: 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. Ten dollars first deposit required. Bonus issued is non withdrawable. Bonus that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com/sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER
2: on Parent Savers with Rachel Rainbolt. She's parent educator here to help us learn how to co-parent when we disagree with our partners. So how do we collaborate the different upbringings? How do we determine
1: like I guess the best upbringing? Mm-hmm. Well there is no best so that's a great question. I'm so glad you used that term. Um, there is no best. There is no right. There is no wrong. It's really about what's best for your child and your family with the information that you have right now. So you really have to have that conversation like we talked about before but ask your partner questions like how were you parented what did you like what did you not like what parenting messages have inspired you what have you researched and decided to dismiss Um, all kinds of things like that because that will help you to determine um, what your strengths are as a parent and what you kind of have to give and offer your child in terms of setting their goals and parenting to that end
3: but isn't theres isn't there you kind of a hole in there where you say look my my husband was raised in in a family um, you know torn apart by divorce um, both parents were adulterers uh, drugs and alcohol and you know a wife raised middle class family um, you know churchgoers you know and to say one's not better than the other like well let's take what your dad learned from adultery and apply that to our marriage I mean isn't it can't there really be a better if you
1: well and if somebody comes to the to the table with that kind of competition in, in mind, you're not gonna get very far. Because experience is really subjective. So one parent could have been horribly abused in their childhood and one parent could have had their dad not show up for one soccer game and they're both sure. completely traumatized. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> and come to the table with a big box full of resentment. Um, That's a great point to to process and deal with. And you have to kind of lay that out with your co-parent because whether you realize it or not, or not, those things do affect the way you parent your kids. You might be furious at your spouse because he chose to go to a work meeting instead of attending one baseball game where that might not seem like a big deal, Um, And you you would just fight about it and fight about it. If you understand that their dad didn't show up to one of the most important games and they cried about it every night for a week. Right. It Just respecting that and honoring that allows you to move forward. So that person might say, you're right. You know, I'm just upset because my dad didn't show up for my soccer game. But as long as you show me that you're committed to our child and to being there for them, missing a game every now and then is okay. But unless you really kind of call that out um, and take away its power, then it'll just kind of keep rearing its ugly head. Yeah.
5: Okay. So I've, I've had a question that, that I, I, I kind of wanted to wait and see where this and I think it's a good place to put Lay it, it on in. You. Um, so let's establish the roles and I, I will get more into to my situation specifically. My wife is, was raised by a single mother. Dad was not in the picture at all. Um, I was raised with in, in a family of four children, and mom and dad were both there. Um, and not to say that I, I don't think that mine was necessarily the best situation to bring into our parenting um, style and, and, and the tactics that we want to use, but in terms of her parenting, it was one parent. Right. And so coming together as two parents now for her is completely foreign. Yes. She has no idea um, where... Um, a mutual agreement, or coming to she a collaboration. She didn't have that role modeling, like we exactly. Out it was it was. She asked a question. The decision was made by her mother, and that was it. There was no um, back and forth with 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 dad coming up with a with a resolution. It was right away. Right. So for for me and for her, sometimes, especially with our first son, we we found ourselves talking about well, he had a question, or or there was something that we had to decide. Well, she was the decision maker because that's all she knew. And instead of uh, involving me and going, well, wait a second. I have an opinion on this. I'd like to bring in my, my, my thoughts. It was, no, this is this is it. How how do we resolve that as 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 parents? Because I love her to death and I want her to have her opinion. But I also want to express mine, especially when it's coming to raising our children to be, uh, you know, fantastic individuals eventually.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think the starting point in your situation would really be to get on the same page in terms of the conversation of you, you know, telling your wife you need to. Respect that I have a lot to bring to the table as far as parenting goes, and, and kind of have a conversation based around that. So more asking questions like, "Do you think I have a lot to bring to the table? What do you think I have to bring to the table? Mm-hmm. What strengths do you see me having as as a father for our child? What insights do you think I have that would help us both to make better decisions together? You know, in what situations have you found my advice or my opinion helpful? Things like that, kind of. Take it from being negative, like you're not considering my opinion, you're, you know, it kind of t- flips it on its head so right. that you can build up instead of tear down, if that makes sense. It's more any
3: conversational, sense. less confrontational. <laughs>
1: yes. You know. And I guess maybe
2: having these conversations before the argument Absolutely. Arise, to figure yes. out where your role is, because I think maybe in your situation would be, you know, you talk about this and if all of a sudden you put the, I guess the light bulb in your wife's head that no, you know, Daddy would like to have a response on this. And you put that in her head that also when that situation arises, she'll remember
1: that, oh, in this in this case, when it comes to... Yeah, you don't have this doing same thing over again you don't have this conversation in the middle of the fight so if she wants to give your right. your child grilled cheese and you want your kid to eat oatmeal or whatnot, when she's making the grilled cheese is not when you have this conversation yeah. it's after she's served lunch you have a quiet moment you say you know at lunch today I really thought that he would benefit from having some oatmeal he has such and such to do today I thought it would be a good meal for him to start the day with and I noticed that you thought grilled cheese would be the better meal like let's have a conversation about that how could we do it differently in the future so that you're considering what I have to say on the subject matter and things like
5: that. So giving the dog the grilled cheese and being like, I don't know what happened, let's just make some, <laughs> some oatmeal
3: is not the
4: good way to do it. <laughs> Throwing it through the window. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Okay. Sure. Okay. All right <laughs> so what about in the middle of an argument? You know what I mean? My wife and I are complete nerds and pre planners and things like that like she's a school teacher i'm a business manager we we pre-plan everything you know everything to our our kids like in high school we have planned out she's two months old so (laughs) when she's a little bit older you know what i mean like when we're in the middle of a disagreement it's going to be devastating because like i said you know we, we plan everything out so so how do we parent effectively in the middle of a disagreement You know what I mean? Like...
1: Basically, you don't. I mean, if you are in the middle of a a fight, like a full-blown fight, you can't parent effectively. You just... You can't. So, something like a timeout, which we're all familiar with giving to our (laughs) children, is not only great for the situation for you and your spouse, but again, role models, how to deal with it when you're a kid. If you start to lose your temper and you're angry, you say, you know what? I'm too angry to get anywhere with this conversation. I'm gonna go take a walk, I'll be back, and then we'll discuss it. For sure. Something like that. Right. And then it teaches your kid the same thing. If they're so angry they want to punch their brother in the face, you'd you, you would go over there and you would tell them, right? I know you want to turn, but punching him isn't gonna get you that turn. You have to have a conversation. You know, about
3: it. I know how I get in the middle of a and we don't we're not yellers. We're like stern talkers to each other. <laughs> but that's that's a big fight for us, you know what I mean? Like and and I almost want to set up a fight. Just so I can say, I'm going to take a time out. And you know where it's not real? Because we get so emotionally involved. My wife and I are both very passionate. We're artists, both of us. And, and so we're, we both get very involved in our feelings. And it's, it's hard uh, to take a step back and, and get outside the situation and realize that my six year old is looking at me like this. You know, and and so how do you deal with that? I mean, how do you how do you break yourself from that argument and get outside of it to to have the wherewithal to take a time out? It's
1: definitely a learned skill. It's something that we have to practice and learn. It is something that affects us in all facets of life. I mean, you wouldn't if your boss was pissing you off, you wouldn't just grab something and throw it at them and start screaming, right? You have learned yeah, never again. That when you. Yeah, <laughs> (laughs) You have learned that when you are in that setting, that's not appropriate. So you taught yourself some skills to not do that. And in our relationships, before we have kids, we don't have to have those, those rules or those skills in place, those techniques honed because there's no audience. But once the kids are there, then you have to sort of take those skills and those techniques that you, most people already have them because you, like I said, you use them in other facets of your life. You have to take them and bring them into your marriage. So if you notice that your, your blood is starting to boil, you don't wait until it's, you know, you've blown through the roof. you stopped Then
3: What about the uh, pick your battle scenario? Because I'm, I'm hearing uh, Ben over here and I'm thinking, you know, I, I, I love to plan things out. I gave my wife a Google calendar and it's like, use it. I added a shared calendar. <laughs> she will not use it. So we, we I plan things. They're in the calendar. And just last night, she's like, oh, I have this thing on Sunday. And I'm like, we have a whole day planned on Sunday. Didn't you look at the calendar? My husband and, was
0: the same way to me.
3: You know, <laughs> and, and she, well, you know, and it's just all this nonsense. And, and so I'm, you know, inside, I'm like, you know, we've had this conversation like 18 times now and, but I'm working and I'm like, you know, what it's fine. Go to your baby shower. And I'm, it's like I'm going to pick my battles, but yet the the conflict's not resolved. It just got pushed back a little bit. So, what are your thoughts on? Right. Well, on, and it
1: sounds like you had a conversation, but you didn't really resolve it in the sense that she didn't agree to live her calendar. life out of a Google Calendar. You well, probably I think, told I think her this is how I want it to happen. I
3: think that we did agree. <laughs> and it's true, he did. Uh, you know, and yeah, and she did agree, but she didn't follow through on that agreement. You, know, you know what, what mean? So I, I, I feel violated. I
2: discovered, especially with the calendar, because we've had this discussion as well. Um, my husband pounded and pounded and pounded about it, and I wasn't ready to use it, to be honest. Yeah. He had to walk through the steps, set it up for me, and then still cause that's the learning process. I don't have time to sit down and learn and it. And learn it. And sure. then he finally did it, says, Casey, this is what you do. You push this, this, done. And then he put it in there. I use the Google Calendar all the time and my husband is so happy. <laughs> he, in fact, you just mentioned it this week. Casey, remember when you hated it and you refused to use it? Yeah. Now you're using it all the time. And I don't know for me at least, it took my husband. More than just saying, please do this, please do it. It took him to actually stop, sit down with me, work his way through it. And honestly, it took me to be ready to use it. And sure. I hate to say it, but mm-hmm. you know. And they go hand
3: in hand, though. When he teaches you now, you're ready. You know, so he's washing dishes and you're, you know, Google Calendaring.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, That's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> right. no, also, and also, I think they're. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like when he
3: washes the dishes. <laughs> yeah. You washed them last on this day.
6: <laughs> Check <Yeah>. the calendar.
1: <laughs> 25 Well, and I think there are two lessons from that. One is that she may not ever want to use Google Calendar and a lot of times I will see something that I know would make our lives so much easier and I tell my husband if you just do this I would be so much happier we would work so much better our days would be so much easier but ultimately it's his choice whether or not he wants to do it Mm. and I have to accept sometimes that he does not want Mm. to do things that I think would make our lives better and easier so that's a that's that's a lesson that you kind of have to take in and truly be okay with. I am okay with walking around closing all the cupboard doors in the kitchen, even though my husband leaves them open every time yeah. he cooks. I do, I do because I need to accept that that's just living wife with my husband, and I think that it's worth it because I think that he's worth it.
5: Sometimes I do that on purpose just to get her. <laughs> we do it to
3: reenact the uh, that that like, scary movie. Let's see movie. if, let's see if, if this actually. <laughs> I do it just
5: to see if it'll really make her angry this time. Yeah. <laughs> let's see if this still how is more red she, she can get, yeah. and it, it's so
3: hard for me as a man to accept that that my wife doesn't want to do the most logical and obviously intelligent thing for us in to do to be a opinion, better.
1: Yeah. Yes, yeah,
3: that's what I'm finding
5: is it's in our opinion though, and and it, and I found myself complying and conceding with a lot of the things that she thinks will be more beneficial, and and the reason I do that is because we're working you know we are typically not in the house right. and and we are actually looking for a home right now and and i've come to the point where our first home that we looked for i was like i want this in here i want that and this and and we need to have this for the kids and blah blah blah, blah. i found myself complying and conceding with honey you're going to be in this house and utilizing this house so much more than i am whatever you want that's fine with me. Yeah. I think
2: that should be the phrase all the time. Whatever you want. Yeah.
1: In your opinion. <laughs> in your
2: opinion.
1: <laughs> well, that's like that authority piece that we talked about. Like, if she's going to be home all day in the house, you might concede the areas of the house that she's using a lot. Like, my husband recently transitioned to working from home. So, whereas I used to make all the kind of dis- interior design decisions, now he gets a lot more of a say in that part that the Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in that part of the house that he works in all day, he gets more of a say in it. But also, the other thing that you said, Casey, that was really important was that your husband kind of came to you and said, I see this as being a really good choice for us. What is preventing you from being on board with it? As opposed to saying, you're not doing this. This is better. Do it. You know, do it. He kind of came to you and said, you know, what is it that, that is preventing you from being on board? And then if your partner comes to you with an attitude of, I will truly accept what you have to say when you say it, if you don't want to do it, then you're a lot more willing to, to invest in it. I mean, if your partner comes to you and says that, you're, you might be willing to say, it's just too hard to figure out. I don't have the time to sit down and figure it out. And th- and then that's something he can work with. He can say, okay, okay, how about if I call my mom and have her take the kids to the park and then I will sit down and teach you how to do it.
2: You know, and something else we did, my husband always will say, um, did you print out the car registration? Did you take it in for the oil change? Did you do this stuff? And to be honest, um, that's the last thing from my mind. That's yeah. the last thing I wanna do. Different, different priorities. And, and you know, yeah, it's exactly that, different priorities. And I finally just spoke to him recently and said, you know what? I feel as your wife taken care of when you take care of that stuff. I don't want to touch the registration. I don't want to touch this. I will do to do something wrong. Yeah, Yeah. and in
1: and in compensation and appreciation, what. Do you just hate having to deal with that? I can take on for you, Mm -hmm. so that you feel like everything is balanced and everything is fair. Because the car stuff, I would just rather cut off my own arm than deal with it. So, if you will do that for me, what can I do for you, so that you're not investing more time and giving away more of your free time?
2: But then it took a conversation; it really did take my uh, take a conversation to tell my husband, "I don't like to do this. Do it for me." And then all (laughs) of a sudden, he was like. Oh, okay. So I'll quit pestering you every time you have to get your registration. And he probably car. took
1: him less time in the long run to uh-huh. just
2: do. Yeah, <laughs> probably. So what do you do when you disagree but you you don't want to undermine your partner? So like I back to the oatmeal and grilled cheese, I think. We if you constantly have the discussion over and over again that okay, I want my kid to eat peas and carrots versus the grilled cheese because I want the kid to have more healthy food and the, parent, the other parent just keeps undermining you how do you and gives them the grilled cheese because they're going to eat that rather than the peas and carrots mm-hmm. what, do you, what do you do and your kid sees it too so yeah, how, yeah. and then they know to, who to go to it's the bed, good, yeah. You yeah, bad bad cop again yeah. that's what yeah. I'm trying to deal with right you now you have
1: to get on the same page so if you're You need to have an open enough dialogue that if your partner disagrees with you, they need to say so that you are, so that you are on the same page. For example, if you want there to be no candy in your house ever, you don't ever want your child to see candy, and your partner is not okay with that, If your partner doesn't feel like it's a safe enough environment to say, I'm not okay with that and I'm not going to agree to that, then then you will be undermined because they're going to give them candy. After you've already made the rule, there is no candy in our lives. They're going to give them candy. So you need to have a safe enough environment when you have that conversation that you can both be completely honest about it. And then you want to stay flexible while respecting permanent boundaries. For example, you you revisit things frequently, um, be willing to bend on things that are not super important to you, Well, at the same time, for example, in our family, there's no hitting kids ever under any circumstances. So that would never change for me. Um, That would never change for my husband. So I would never come to him out of the blue one day and say... I want to start spanking our kids because that's that's a no-fly zone for us. So keep that in mind. Also, don't try to have this conversation during a fight. Like we said, if they're in the middle of giving the kids the candy, that's not the time to have the fight. If you're fighting about dishes, pulling out the candy issue and lobbing it like a missile uh, <laughs> is not going to help. You're just going <laughs> to tangle the issues together and you're not going to get anywhere. And then just take your time. If some your partner tells you something, say, I'll consider it. Let me think about it. Let me think about how we can move through this and and let me take some time to mull it over. And then like we talked about being respectful, be respectful not only of your partner's wishes, but also of why they feel that way, where they got those ideas from. A lot of times if your partner will say, no, I don't like that. I think that's a terrible parenting idea. I don't want to do that to our kids. But that's the way his mother did it with him. And he loved that. What you're really saying is you had a crappy mom. That's what he's hearing. Mm So be mindful in your respect of the things that they're asking for you to do and to not do and
3: that's that's the key for me is is you know is to always respect my wife uh, in front of my I mean obviously always but especially in front of the kids you know what I mean because if, we're not just teaching him to respect his mother but to respect women. Uh, when we, you know, there's aspects of our culture and in, in the media and whatnot that that have some misogynistic attitudes, um, and so we want to teach him that that you know women are to be respected in all cases and people are to be respected. So you must respect people in all cases, and that's that's part of why we kind of we we hide him when when there's going to be a big fight because we don't want him to to reinterpret that as I can talk to mom this way because certainly. And it's true and that's that's kind of an issue we're dealing with now because she will we will argue about a certain way to do things and then you know he starts Well, I'm gonna do this right to my face because he just heard mom say that. Oh. And then, you know, and then I go buy beer and disappear for three days. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. No, I'm kidding. But I get angry, I don't like it.
1: Well, and with all of these things you want to keep in mind that this is all about your child. So it's not about you and your mean your co parent even per se. It's not about um, you guys at all, it's about your child and what your child is capable of and what will help your child to be their best selves. So for example, you talked about um, how you'll say, go do, okay, go do mom's task first and then do this. Um, I, if you have a child that has trouble following multiple directions, then they might not be capable of doing that. Or you might have a child that's great at that, in which case that's the perfect strategy to use. Um So with all of these things that we're talking about, kind of keep that in mind too, that each child is different and what their strengths are and what they are capable of is different. Um, What they're sensitive to is different. So some kids might not They're loud, their houses are loud, and yelling actually might not even bother them that much. Whereas if the parent gets quiet, makes direct eye contact, and says something passive-aggressive, they'll run to their room and cry.
2: Mm. Thanks, Rachel Rainbow, for helping us deal with those parental disagreements and how to be better parents together to our kids. If you want more information on Rachel, go to today's show on our episodes page on our website or visit ohanawellness.com.
7: You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting?
2: Before we wrap up today's show, here is a question for one of our experts.
0: Hi, this is Jennifer from San Diego, California. I listened to your episode on sleep, and I have a question for your sleep expert. I am going crazy. My little one, he is 19 months and has been waking up at 4.30 in the morning just ready to get up. Sometimes it's even midnight,
8: too. Um,
0: He'll be in there for sometimes an hour or two playing. Uh, He doesn't usually cry, but sometimes it happens like twice a night. I'll go in there, change his diaper, give him a drink of water, sometimes rock him. He tries to play and engage with me, and it's been going on for a couple of weeks, so I'm at a complete loss. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Thank you.
8: Hi, this is Joanna Clark of BlissfulBabySleepCoaching.com in San Diego, California. And Jennifer, you're having a concern uh, that your child is waking frequently at 4.30 a.m., which in the world of sleep science is considered early rising, and we all know how difficult it is for us parents to be woken at that time of night and continue on with our day. So I'm going to let you know what some of the pink flags are that typically cause early rising so that you can maybe go back and take a close look at your daily schedule and see ways that you can improve on this particular issue. First of all, for a 19-month-old child, a typical daytime sleep requirements are two and a quarter hours with one nap during the day. A child that is not getting that amount of sleep expectation during the day typically will have more wakings during the night. So I'd go back to your napping and ask yourself if you're meeting some of those nap requirements. The other thing that causes early rising is if the child's bedtime is too late or, like I just mentioned, if the child does not have enough daytime sleep or if the child is being put down too drowsy and is not self-soothing to sleep or if they're staying too long uh, between afternoon nap and bedtime, in other words, if they're staying awake, more than four to five hours between their afternoon nap and their actual bedtime that will typically cause early rising as well as multiple wakings in the night. So hopefully these uh, tips and tricks will help you in taking in a quick evaluation of what is causing your child's sleep issues, and you'll be able to easily get back on track by making those small adjustments. Good luck. Thanks, Jennifer.
2: That wraps up today's show. We'd love to hear from you. If you have questions for our expert about today's show or the topics we discuss, call our Parent Savers hotline at 619-866-4775 or send us an email through our website, parentsavers.com, or our Facebook page, and we'll answer your question in an upcoming episode. Thanks for listening to Parent Savers, empowering new parents everywhere.
6: This has been a New Mommy Media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of new mommy media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider.
7: Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues.